Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Hi everyone, it's Sophia. Welcome to Work in Progress. Hello Whip Smarties, we have a very special episode for you today. The literal Peyton to my brook, the twin to my flame, my bestie of almost 20 years, which is an insane thing to say. None other than the inimitable Hillary Burton Morgan is here today. Many of you saw on social media that I hosted the Los Angeles book tour stop for Hillary's latest book, Grimoire Girl, and we had such a good time talking about the book, life, lessons, friendship, and everything else that we thought why not bring all of you into that theater with us and give you the audio from her book tour? So this will be the first of at least a two-parter, perhaps a many-parter of all the interviews Hillary's going to come and do on this show because we have so much to discuss. But today we're going to discuss Grimoire Girl, magic, and friendship. Enjoy. My 
best friend here has been traveling all over the United States, and she went out of her way oh. to be here two days. She flew in this afternoon well, to so be here you. for me. It's a lot. That's a big ask of someone to like, can you just fly across country yeah. to profile my book? Duh. And you did it. And yeah. we've worn matching outfits in the past, mm -hmm. but again, today we showed up in velvet. Just Hello. <laughs> Twinsies. Yeah. I know what you like. Yeah, I know you know what you like. <laughs> I feel like my mic is so loud. Is it? Are we screaming again? Is it just that I can hear myself? You sound like... She okay. said you're perfect. You're Great. Per oh, she is perfect. So much. I will take She's it. She's perfect. You know what's perfect? This book that I clearly didn't like because I dog-eared every single page. <laughs> I was like, how am I supposed to talk to you about this for 45 minutes? I feel like this could take four hours. But you lived that book. I know. Which is weird because of all the people that I've sat with in talks for this book, mm -hmm. you were the person that was there for all those chapters. Mm -hmm. Well, not home in Virginia, but I definitely have told you all the dirt on yeah, Virginia. I've seen the yearbook photos. She was so cute. She's been in the haunted house, like mm -hmm. all the current stuff that I talk about, like loss in the book. Like you were the person that held my hand for all of it. And so I'm so grateful, <laughs> my baby. I love you. I love you. <laughs> yeah, all right. So what do we want to dissect, you guys? Guys, well, here's the thing is your team is so nice, and they gave me this, like, very formal. They were like, just to prepare you, we'll make you a one sheet. And I was right. like, okay. And then you were like, look at your book, you nerd. Should we just play like dog ear roulette? Yeah, let's just play dog okay. ear roulette. I want to see, see what, what I folded here. Oh, okay. I really like this. So we get to page 58. Okay. And you're talking all about working at MTV and how like leaving Virginia put you in the position to travel a lot. Yeah. And that there was something about collecting all of those stories in that era. And I tell her this all the time on the podcast. You're so good at interviewing people because you're curious and genuinely interested in what they like. And I can always see when someone's sharing something with you that like really, she, she's like, she comes in and she gets really, really angry. But I'm you farming you for good stories. Yeah. <laughs> but you talk here about all those years later, realizing that the stories stay and watching George mm -hmm. go scream to the monsters on the farm and you say the only way for a story to live forever is if you start telling it. Yeah. And we've lived other people's stories that we've told for our jobs. Sure. We've had stories told about us that are not true. I mean... We've had stories told about us that are true. We did that. We did that. <laughs> and there have been some stories that we've been like, can't wait to tell this one, and some that have taken us a really long time to feel secure enough to share. Yeah. So when you talk about this, what does it mean to you now, as the woman you are now, as the mom you are now, as the professional you are today? Like, talk to me about when you decide to start telling a story? Well, that's just it, right? So I write this whole chapter about telling stories that are folklore, mm -hmm. okay? Like ghost stories that I'd grown up with or the folklore of my hometown that I've shared with my kids. But it's a metaphor, right? Because while I'm writing all of these like folklore, folklore stories and while I'm telling my kids these fables, mm -hmm. 
You and I were in the process of telling our work experience stories for the very first time. And that's our own like personal mythology, mm -hmm. right? And so we had to live for a very long period of time with people jumping to conclusions about us or creating mm -hmm. narratives about us that weren't true. Mm. And it's the, the tacky thing to do is stomp your foot and be like, that's not true, you know? But thou doth protest too much. Um, <laughs> and so we just waited and we mm -hmm. waited and we knew our truths together mm -hmm. and that was enough. Yeah. And so being able to share those truths now as grown up ladies mm -hmm. feels really nice. It's like getting to eat the dessert finally, where it's yeah. like, oh God, finally. Okay, it's key lime pie, it's fantastic. Um, and it has made me eager to just be truthful about everything, yeah. right? Which I have to temper because yeah. I'm like, calm down. Um, yeah. But I think when you tell a truth, when you tell your specific story, you breathe life into it because it's gonna be different than your friend's truth. It's gonna be different from the truth that other people experienced in that moment, but it's yours mm -hmm. and it is valuable and you deserve to honor it. And so, yeah, for people who are, who are reading that and thinking it's just about like ghost stories, cool. But maybe it's a ghost story about you. Maybe it's mm -hmm. about a different version of yourself. You know, you and I have been many, many different people. Mm -hmm. And we've got juicy stories about all of them. Oh my God. <laughs> well, and something I think that's interesting because you love spooky. Yeah. Is you begin to realize what stories shape you and what stories haunt you. Who? yeah. And it can be scary to tell a haunting, but we've done it, mm -hmm. and suddenly you realize there's no monster under the bed anymore. Well, that's what it does. It's mm -hmm. like flicking the lights on, mm -hmm. right? If you talk about the scary thing, if you talk about the hard thing, if you talk about the frightening situation that you were in, the more you talk about it, it dispels the monster. And mm -hmm. that has been really healing in our lives together, but it also, you know, you get to boil it down and do it for your kids. Now with my kids, I'm like, the more we talk about you being scared of the monster in the woods, the more we talk about you being scared of the bully at school, the more we talk about it, the less power it has. Mm. Um, and so I want to encourage people to do that. And if you have to create a metaphor for the rough thing in your life, like do that. Make up a ghost story, make up a haunting story, mm -hmm. make up a banshee story. Ooh, banshees are scary, man. <laughs> and so, yeah, I want people, I think that is the origin of a lot of these oral traditions, right? It was mm -hmm. like people were feeling fear and they would share that fear with their neighbors or their families or their loved ones by telling stories, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's easy, it's, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's like talking in code. Uh, and I think that's a lost art form. Yeah. That's why, you know, that's why we like movies. That's mm -hmm. why we like podcasts. That's mm -hmm. why we like narratives and books because it allows us to take the feelings that we have trouble feeling in our own life and assign them to someone else. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we certainly have experienced our fair share of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, you two do trauma well. <laughs> and be like, oh, <laughs> you want to talk about hard things? Okay. <laughs> I also will say that I think Something really interesting of our 20 years together now yeah. is that, because look, I mean, y'all, you know us, like we can be hot headed. <laughs> Who? 
Like, honestly, the greatest compliment I've ever been given in my life, probably top five, for sure. I'm being hyperbolic, definitely top five, was when Jeffrey was like, yo, nobody goes for people for my wife, like me, but you. And I was like, she was my wife first, bro. Yeah. Obviously. Oh my God. Like, yeah. They have their own, like, text thread going at this point, and I'm just like, who are you talking to? I love that man. Oh, Sophia. They're my barracudas, you know? They just, like, Like, come in and attack. getting today. But the cool thing about it is, like, we were definitely more hot-headed when we were younger. Yeah. Now I think we're smarter. And it is interesting to learn patience Mm -hmm. about when you tell your story. Yeah. To like let everybody do what they're doing and go, I can outweigh you. Yeah. I'm patient. And you have really taught me that. Long game. Oh boy. Yeah, because, you know, we talk about this at length on the podcast. I had monsters in my closet for a very long time that mm-hmm. I could not talk about. And that is really frustrating because you're like, can't anyone else see the monsters? Mm-hmm. Am I the only one? And when you finally tell the truth and you find the other person who saw the monster and then there's someone else that saw the monster and all of a sudden you can be together and you're like, great, mm. now we're gonna light torches and get pitchforks, <laughs> yeah. like we're going for it, yeah. right? Um, that's, an important, that's an important step and I, I give my kids that same advice. I'm like, mm-hmm. take your time. Mm-hmm. Take your time with how you feel. Take your time with how you tell your story. Take your time when you feel like you're under the microscope. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of this book is about slowing down. It's about slow communication. I talk about mm. writing letters in this book mm. because paper mail slows us down. You know, we mm. need to, we're seeing so much like dif- disinformation and misinformation on the internet right now. And mm. I think it's because everyone wants to be the fastest and the quickest. And I think slowing down is an important thing for us to do in this moment because mm-hmm. we want the truth mm-hmm. and the truth takes a minute. I love that. It does. Mm-hmm. And you know what else I love about, I mean, paper, <laughs> yeah. books, mail, all of right? it? You can't reread a phone call. No. Like, no. there's something so precious when you talk about your, the treasure box Oh, on the bookshelf, dude. you know, at Hester's house. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, rem- like, I remember where it sat and the books on the thing. And we were there for so long, like the first editions we'd find and the oh. things we'd collect that filled that out. And those are the things you can pick up and smell and look at. And I'm terrible. I can't give books to anyone because I write in all of them. Well, that's it. We write in all our books. All of them. When we first started working <laughs> together, Jojo, our hairdresser, pointed out, she's like, Y'all just go into your own like little world and you got your pens and you're writing in books. Are you two taking a class together? I don't know about <laughs> I was like, no, maybe. We just life. We just needed to nerd out. There yeah. was a point where I was reading Aldous Huxley's Doors of Perception, which is all about drug use. Um, so like LSD and stuff. And I was taking it so seriously. <laughs> and I just remember like like Sophia coming up and being like, what are the outlines? You know, like, yeah. what are you underlining in yeah. here? What are the notes in the margin? And when you do that to a book, you are participating as an audience member. There is something magic about a book 
because it's, I, I have heard Alice Hoffman say this. Mm. She's like, a book is nothing. It's not a piece of art until a reader mm. reads it, right? It is the most intimate art form because mm -hmm. pieces of art can exist, you know, songs can exist, but a book is only as good as the person reading it. Mm. And so that's the kind of intimacy I'm after. I love it. <laughs> You're gonna love this quote Jed shared with me today. It, he, you know, he sent me a picture of text. I still don't know what that's technically called, which is embarrassing. It's the a picture age. text. Like you know, like a, it's like it's a picture of text. It's not a meme, but it's like a screenshot oh, of those little like a, yeah, yeah, like script like pictures. Instagram poetry. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like I love those things. By the way, I'm in. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> we post the shit out of those in our we stories. Really do. <laughs> we send them to each other all the time. It's so embarrassing. Um, but he sent me this one that was like, really think about what a book is. You're holding slices of a dead tree hallucinating. And I was like, so Aldous Huxley. I mean, you know, not, wrong. not wrong. And now everyone's doing ketamine treatment. Oh, which hello. I was, yeah, I know. We were, we were talking about room. it with my mom backstage, you guys. <laughs> Hi, mommy. Hi, mom. She's here somewhere. There you are. Yay. OK. So actually, this is perfect. Because <laughs> on page 115, mm -hmm. You're talking about like, yes, yes, placebo effect, fine. But you say, I have a healthy amount of skepticism even though I do declare that I believe in everything. Oh, yeah. How do you hold both? I think you hold both with great humility. Like, I used to say all the time to Wendy Bell, our makeup artist on a show that we worked on that we're on strike and we're not going to talk about. Mm. Um, I used to say that God has a much better imagination than man. And it's disgusting for humans to think that they know what God's sense of humor is. Or like all the things that he would dream up. Like a fucking platypus, come on. You guys, yeah. if there's a platypus, there's 100% a Bigfoot, right? Yeah. And fairies and all of the mystical things, mm -hmm. you know? Like we deserve the opportunity to be surprised by the world yeah. and to find wonder in it mm -hmm. and imagination and this idea that we have all the answers already wrong there are aliens and 100 like mothman's probably real too um it makes life <laughs> so much more fun when you're not arrogant about thinking you have all the answers and you give yourself over to the freedom to just buy into it mm -hmm. you know i I want to believe that there are all those things because I want to find magic in the world mm. and just the possibility, I don't have to see it, but the possibility that it's there is exciting. Yeah. But also Bigfoot is real, so. Yeah. <laughs> but the chapter you talk about synchronicity, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Like, when you start to pay attention and things continue to surface at you, like. We're both 11-11 girls. Oh my God, all day. And when I'm, all day, and when I'm having like a big day, yeah. it's every hour. Yeah. It's 10-10, it's 11-11, it's 12-12, it's 1-11, it's 2-22. I'm like, am I, what is about to happen? Yeah. Am I gonna win the lottery today? Oh my God. Today's the day. That hasn't happened so far, but like. There's time. When you start to, you, and you say it in the book, you say pay attention to what is happening what's being spoken about, who's talking, who's in front of you. Yeah. Like, when I feel like I'm in these moments of synchronicity, I look around and I'm like, who's in my life now more than they usually are? Mm -hmm. Like, 
am I seeing you every three weeks instead of every quarter? Yeah. Am I, are we, whatever it is, I look around and I think, I need to pay attention to this. I may not know what it's going to mean for a while, but I need to pay attention to this. When do you feel like you were paying enough attention to synchronicity that you decided to start to market when it happened? Like, was there a year or a moment oh, or a yeah. thing when it changed? Yeah, um, I, this is, I haven't talked about this. Mm. Um, during the pandemic, right before the pandemic hit, mm. I took notes on my phone. I had a dream where a friend who had passed visited me and it was very weird. I was in my high school and there were armed guards everywhere all over the school and we were hanging out and I was like, I have to make this flight to Denver. And they were like, no, you're not gonna go anywhere right now and you're gonna sit tight and it's gonna be okay, but it's gonna be really, really, really scary. And I had this visit from a friend that had passed whose birthday is 11-11. And after that dream, I saw it constantly, like constantly. Um, and I was really rattled by it because it didn't feel like a dream, it felt like a visit. Mm. And so I just started to be aware of the people who I was talking to in those moments. And it started to be the same people over and over again. And what you find is like athletes will talk about finding a groove, they'll talk about finding a rhythm, mm. right? And they call it flow. And as artists, it's the same thing. It's like all of a sudden you're writing because you're in your flow. You're painting because you're in your flow. You're making music because you're in your flow. Um, I started to find that when I spent more time with the people who were popping up in those synchronicity moments, that the flow, like all of a sudden, like we've got this podcast happening and I'm working on this book and like mm -hmm. all these business opportunities are opening up, mm -hmm. but also like my relationship with my husband is so much stronger and like mm -hmm. everything started to flow when I became aware of surrounding myself with magic people that pop mm -hmm. up at magic moments. And you're definitely one of those people. Like when we are in the same room, Everything is possible, <laughs> and there's nothing that is impossible. Yeah. And that's, you know, we're filled with so much drudgery in our lives. It's like, okay, we're doing the dishes, and we're doing the laundry, and we're doing all the boring stuff. If you can open up to figuring out who your magic people are, it really will make everything so much lovelier. Those are the people mm -hmm. who are going to be your pen pals. Those are the people who are gonna be your confidants. Those are gonna be your mischief makers. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, being conscious about assigning people those roles is important. Mm -hmm. Well, because that's how you take the synchronicity, it's how you take the awareness that something magical is happening and you put magic back in it. Well, that's it. it like, if you're just like, okay, cool, 11-11 every day. <laughs> that's dumb. Um, <laughs> but, if you take something that, like, sure, maybe it's a placebo. Maybe 11-11 means nothing, right? But I have people who consistently check in on me on a regular basis who just happen to show up at that time. Mm -hmm. That is enough, you know? It doesn't have to be magic. It's consistency. And we've said this on the podcast before, that love is consideration consistently. Mm -hmm. 
And so you're finding those people that hold that magic love for you because they're consistent. Mm. Mm. I feel like if I was Oprah, I'd be like, tweet it. (laughs) (laughs) Oprah. You know, I love when she says that. Does she say that? Yeah. She'll stop a show and be like, tweet it. And I'm like, she's not wrong. Oh, Put it on God. a bumper sticker. Put it on a God. t-shirt. Girl, you need an Oprah show. Come on now. I'm ready. Do this. Okay, wait. Oh, I can't read oh, that she, one. No, she's, wait, she's playing. Well, yeah, because I was like, what's the next one? And I was like, oh, that's the sweet thing you wrote for me. I put hearts on the margin. I don't oh, need to read it. I did. I said that Sophia is my activism muse. I think finding muses in your life, in your real life, is really important. Um, we, I was obsessed with the idea of muses when we were young. Mm-hmm. Probably because I was hanging out with a bunch of musicians. And I was like, <laughs> I can write a song about me. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be your muse. Dude. <laughs> hey, there's Liz Ardois. Shelly. Hi, beauty. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this idea that being amused was like really sexy and cool. And then I was like, wait a tick. Mm, I don't want to be someone else's muse. I want to be my own muse. Mm. And I want to have muses. I want to have people that make me want to be better. And you are absolutely one of my muses because I don't know how you fit all the stuff you do into a day. Like, you're in Detroit, you're in New York, you're like across the pond doing all sorts of stuff. And you're always helping people and building other people's businesses and putting real thought into activism and supporting other people. And then you also manage to have a career of your own, which is batshit to me. I'm like, if I can get the dishwasher started. <laughs> I, think, I think it's just like real bad ADD, but thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, listen. That's one of those magical yeah, thinking that, things where yeah. like, you could label it something negative yeah. or you could say she has superpowers. Yeah. I'm like, I could be medicated or I could do all these things at the same time. Oh God, I love it. We'll be back in just a minute, but here's a word from our sponsors. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Okay. Actually, this is perfect. Because <laughs> this, is, this is something we've talked about, the way we used to use phrases to undercut ourselves. Yeah. She knows mine. I'm not going to tell you all. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. But you, you did used to say this all the time. I you, still say it all the time. Tell them. <laughs> Guys, I make poor choices. All the time. And uh, it's fine. I've done okay making poor choices. But I make really poor choices. And when I met Marky Post, is Kate here? I'm here. Yay! Oh, I love it! Marky's daughter is here. Um, listen, Sophia and I only got to play Marky's daughters on TV, and we were so jealous of you guys. Because with all the fairies and like all the fun stories that she told us, about you guys, you know, that was just a life that seemed magical to me, and your mom was such a light, and so when I told Marky Post, I make poor choices, she burst out laughing and was like, oh my God, I love poor choices, <laughs> uh, and that's how I know, I knew that I'd like found my woman, you know, um, and so, yeah, your mom made me a pillow <laughs> that said I make poor choices on the pillow. <laughs> And it's like in my house, my children are like, mommy, do you? <laughs> yeah. But I, I see so many people with the artifice of social media really trying hard to pretend like they've never made a misstep mm. or that every choice they've made is great or that they're always on the best vacation or they're making the best sourdough bread or whatever. Like, <laughs> perfection is not for me. And if anything, I wrote the whole book, Rural Diaries, about being a failure at so very much. And I feel like a lot of people connected with that mm. because there's fun in failure. It means that you tried something new. It mm. means you tried something out of the box. And sometimes poor choices, like running away with a man that you barely know and having a baby with him after knowing him for three weeks is like a great idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's worked out. Honestly, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I was in. Yeah, she was. In. The next time I saw Sophia, we just sat down at a bar and we like closed the place down. And I remember we were like seated on the bench. We like were like, this. okay, so what's next? What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Getting out of this place. Um, yeah. Yeah, poor choices are so fun. Because at the end of the day, when we're all in rocking chairs, and in, I would say with gray hair, but here we are. Um, but when we're nice and geriatric and we're thinking back on our lives, are we gonna be like, wow, I'm so glad I was so conservative in my choices? Yeah. Or are we gonna be like, I was bad. <laughs> like, we were bad. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's great. Oh, it's so much more fun. And so many of the things we are a little bummed about mm-hmm. now are the things we didn't do. We should have kissed then. everybody. I know. I know. I know. What were we thinking? Jesus. I I, yeah, we did. We did okay. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, but no, I wish, because we both had good girl complexes. Mm-hmm. Like each one of us was like, well, I was a virgin to you know, like we were, we were trying so hard to be such good girls. And what we didn't realize is that our worth was not in how obedient we could be. Mm-hmm. Our worth was not in how subservient we could be. Our mm-hmm. worth was not in playing by the rules. Our worth was our ideas, our ambitions, mm-hmm. our our energy that we give to other people. Like that's our worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so only realizing that in you know the last the later part of my thirties was I able to just go full witch and like. <laughs> Just give in to it. Yeah. It feels so good. Yeah. It feels nice. Yeah, we don't care. No. It, there's something so special, and it took me longer, but I think there's something so special about going, wait a second. What happens if I stop saying, like, oh, thank you, sorry, I, don't, I didn't want to be in the way. Yeah. I didn't want to, like, ask for too much. <laughs> Is everyone else Okay for your whole life and going, well, what do I want? Yeah. What do I need? It, it's, a, it's a shift that sounds small, but it's monumental. And you encourage that in the people in your life. And when you talk even about the first book, Nia said something to me in Detroit this week. My God, like my friends are so smart, look at them. And my other best friend who lives in Detroit, all my best friends live so far away from me. Yeah, we just need to start a compound, uh, babe. I'm working on <laughs> we it. We need to make it easier on Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about this idea, and someone asked a question about failure um, in small business. Yeah. And Nia was like, I don't talk about successes and failures anymore. I talk about wins and losses. Because yeah. everyone goes through loss in their life, and yeah. everyone has days when they win. And they're just facts. They're not actually about you. And I was like... Tweeted. Yeah. And like, even that, this idea that you can kind of, you can wrap yourself in your wins and your losses and your confusion and your clarity and all of it goes in the grimoire. Like, all of it goes in the pages of the record of your life and you wouldn't be who you are without every single thing that's ever happened to you. 
Well, so I talk about Ulysses a lot in this book because I grew Ithaca. up on Ithaca. And I've got a big, huge hip tattoo that says Ithaca. <laughs> and Ithaca was Ulysses' home that he left to go fight the Trojan War. And he's gone for 20 years. And all he wanted to do was get back to this home. But he gets there, and it's not necessarily the home that he left, right? It's never the home that you left. Mm -hmm. And this idea that you could still come home to it and it's like a valuable thing, even though it is different, is important. But the bigger thing for me was understanding the hero's journey and how forgiving we are when we're reading books or we're mm -hmm. watching TVs and our heroes stumble and they make a bad, they make a poor choice <laughs> and you know, they backslide and we root for those people even in their losses, but we don't do it for ourselves. So in writing your own grimoire, you are the hero of your own little Ulysses story, right? And you're honoring your losses in your grimoire in a way that makes them maybe hurt a little bit less, but also it allows you to celebrate your wins in a really triumphant way, you know, because you're not seeing them isolated. You're seeing them as the culmination of this big, huge 20-year journey you've been on. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was back home in Sterling, Virginia, just this past weekend. I was there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it is 100% different than how I grew up. And it was scary to me because I didn't know how to drive around my community. It was like 9,000 people when I went to school there, and there's 30,000 people in my little town, but like, like 200,000 in like the greater area. So it's unrecognizable. And yet, at two o'clock in the morning, on Saturday night, after I'd worked all day at my high school, like signing pictures and stuff, I'm out with the football team and the metalheads <laughs> and like the cheerleading squad and like the good girls. Like we were all out doing shots. And I was like, <laughs> home is completely gone, but it's still here, mm -hmm. you know? Like, and I wouldn't have been able to celebrate that if I hadn't left for 20 years. You know, that night wouldn't have felt so magical if it hadn't been such a journey to get back home to that spot. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I want people to have for themselves. Like, seriously, writing it down is what they tell you to do in therapy. We're just calling it something magical. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's all the same thing. I mean, therapy's pretty magical. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you can tell someone your feelings and they make you feel nice about it. I love that. Good. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, so what feels like you did the first book? Yeah. You've helped inspire people to collect magic. What feels like the next hero's journey to embark on? You went home to Ithaca. I did. Like, Where's the boat going now? Well, you know where the boat's going now. Well, I mean, I know. Yeah, she knows. Okay. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> she knows where the boat's going now. Um, I was giving you the opportunity to tell there them. There are the things thing you want to tell them. There are things that you and I both mm-hmm. loved mm-hmm. as young people. Mm-hmm. Stories, <laughs> stories that you and I both loved as young mm-hmm. people, and in this phase of my life, teaming with my work wife. And like telling stories that matter and making things for a new generation of young people is very important to me. Because I look at the content that's on TV and I'm like, do I want George watching this? Like, what's practical magic for my daughter? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like, there are certain touchstone things. Like, we were so excited to go to Wilmington, North Carolina, because Empire Records was filmed there. And like, yeah. that, like oh, God, it was, it was Rex cool. Manning Day. Um, Rex Manning Day. (laughs) And so I think this mix of 
of writing and telling stories and empowering mm -hmm. other women is really important. And so it becomes like this is solitary witchcraft. You're working on your grimoire all by yourself. Like, good, good, good. That's the right first step. And then you build your coven, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, who's in my coven? And we're, the, I, we're, the, we're the, like, OG coven. <laughs> OG coven. We really are. I have that picture that I drew in the trailer. I took, I drew a picture, I don't even know what year it was, but it was all the women we work with, and I just drew caricatures of every woman around this bub bubbling cauldron. And I was like, <laughs> we're a coven. And so that's like, now when people are like, you're a witch? I'm like, where have you been? Oh my God, tell me about it. Girl. Where has everybody been? Here's to being obvious. Oh. <laughs> you know, we brought drinks, obviously. Hmm. Okay, so it's a teaser, but it's not an answer to my yeah. question. That's fine. We're going to conjure some sh**. How about that? That's just fine. Hmm, we've talked about intent. Hold, please. Uh -oh. Guys, I told you it was going to be roulette. I didn't plan. Ooh. I want to talk about talismans. Oh, yeah. Because you're the best at this. Look, I love and trinkets, I, know. I don't leave the house. But, like, to be clear, we're the same. Like, yeah. we're gentle hoarders. And gentle is being generous. <laughs> Hillary and I don't no know how to... No one holds more sh** than <laughs> Sophia. <laughs> we, don't know, we don't know how to throw things away. No. I'm worse. It's okay. You are worse. I'm worse. But I know I, oh, I benefit God. from it. Every ticket stub, mm -hmm. every playbill, people are like, what are you going to do with this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But I can't. But, but you, thank you, yeah. you ritualize, you make it sacred. Talk, talk to me. I think what I'm realizing in real time, what I'm asking you is, can you tell me what to keep and what to throw yeah. away? What yeah. needs to stay? I'm going to validate worthy? you. Okay, what's worthy is the experience, right? Mm -hmm. And so obviously we all hope that we have the best memory forever and that we just remember the things that we do. That's not the case. As mm -hmm. I'm learning, as I get older, I'm like, oh, I did that? Weird. Um, I just recently did like a, a TRL retrospective and they asked me for old videotapes and like old pictures and stuff. And of mm -hmm. course I had it, because hoarding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I hadn't seen it in so long, and I completely forgot whole chunks of my life. Yeah. And so for me, if there is an experience I want to remember, I will hold on to the thing. If it's just ribbon, right? <laughs> that's personal. That's a personal attack. It is. My, my best friend Nick has lived with me off and on for years and Nick would just like open a box and find all this ribbon and be like, Hillary, no, <laughs> no. And so if it's an experience mm -hmm. thing, then keep it. Mm -hmm. If it is not, then someone else is really going to enjoy that mm -hmm. and we're gonna take it to goodwill. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I save everything and what was lovely about going home is that all the saving paid off because for whatever reason, I have been able to remember the names of every kid I went to school with, mm -hmm. right? And I think it's because I've got those yearbooks or, and I'm not ashamed to say I look at them, damn it. Um, I really value those people that I grew up with. And I, you know, 
I remember memorizing the back of call sheets mm -hmm. so I would know like every crew member's name. And now when we go on to other jobs and we see them, I'm like, oh my God, how's your son Wolfgang? You know, like, yeah. that's a true story. I, I went to work on a job right when the pandemic hit and there was a man that had worked with us when we were younger. And I was like, oh my God, how is your son Wolfie? And he's like, he's actually here working. Oh, this kid is a grown ass man now. He's Jeff Lloyd's son. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think the hoarding is beneficial. Hmm. People have vilified it and, and part of the reason they vilify it is because everyone, we talk about this in the book, the home improvement shows have oh. destroyed people's lives. Well, they've ruined. Right? They've ruined personality. Girl, if, if I, I see, see one more distressed pop. Oh. If what I, are you going to say? I'm saying contractor gray and beige oh. walls so no. you, can, you can work on the resale value of your home. I don't give a shit about the resale value of your home. I don't care. Paint it purple. Paint it green. Paint it red. <laughs> everything in Tree Hill was red. Um, no, everything in my world was purple. purple. Yeah. Ugh. We were color-coded. I was pissed. But... But this idea that, um, that everything is like supposed to be beige and gray and really simplified really bothers me. Mm -hmm. And part of that is decluttering your home so that the resale value you know, is high and that's easy to sell in the future. You can't be in a relationship worried about the exit, right? Mm -hmm. And you're in a relationship with your home. You gotta treat that home like it's your woman. And you have to dress it up and accessorize it and treat it well. Adorn it. Ad Give it gifts. Bejewel it. Hello. Yeah. Your house deserves rings. Yes. I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So yeah, treat your house like it's your fancy girlfriend. That's what I want for you guys. Well, it's also weird when you really think about it. And this is something we have in our jobs. Like the, the temporary permanence. Yeah. You're going to pick up and move somewhere, but every year they're going to tell you you might get canceled. So every year you're like, do I Don't pack commit. up my apartment? Don't commit. Oh. And then they keep you. So you go home for the summer and you tell your friends you can go to their weddings. Mm. And then, yay, but also, shit, your show gets picked up. So then you can't be in anybody's wedding and you go back to your show. Yeah. And you're always kind of like, do I settle here or do I not? Mm -hmm. And it is a very disconcerting way to feel. It's like, one of the weird side effects of working in the circus. And reading that chapter in the book, I was like, what a weird thing that we've encouraged people to feel temporary in the place where they live. It's supposed to be the most sacred place in your yeah. life, right? Like, this is where you, you do your own like personal work. It's where you bring your loved ones. Like It's your church. Mm -hmm. Why are we paying it? Contractor Gray. <laughs> I just, I can't. I'm like, well, are you moving out like tomorrow? No. Because if not, maybe enjoy your house. And by the way, I am a huge fan of removable wallpaper. The weirder, you are. the better. The background on our, <laughs> there's, there's, I finally got an office like an adult with gray hair at 41 years old. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to put up some wallpaper and I got the loudest most eccentric wallpaper I, I could it. yeah because we live once like make it colorful 
Mm-hmm. Color matters. Mm-hmm. Says the two girls dressed all in black. <laughs> you don't know what we're wearing underneath. Listen. Listen. Okay, I'm back on the talismans. Hold, please. Yeah, oh yeah, talismans. But yeah, you should fill your house with talismans. Yeah. Like, I have evil eyes all over my house because mm-hmm. my best friend, Sherry Game, is I Iranian. Might need one. Oh, yeah, I've got two for you. Thank I'm you. gonna give look, I'm giving you that right now. Look at that. Uh, see, never leave home without one. You never Thank know you, who sister. needs one. Um, yeah, yeah. Filling my house with talismans is really important. And my husband did our book tour stop in Poughkeepsie, and Jeff didn't realize that I have altars all over the house. Wait, he didn't know? No, he was just like, she likes crystals. What do you want? Um, and then when he read the book, he was like, Oh, wait, no, I get it now. Like, that's what those are? Like, that's a depot for magic? Yeah, I'm like, Jeff, there's like a deer jaw there and some crystals and some candles. What did you think it was? He'll get there. I love him. I know. You you two are so in love. I... Jeffrey loves her so much. He's like the big brother I never got to have. That's it, and you guys give each other shit. I love it. It's really fun. He can be in the coven. He can be in the coven. He pretends to be above it, but he also has taken advantage of my ability to heal burns. Yeah. Um, he burns himself all the time, and he'll just walk up and be like, <laughs> Just the random, <laughs> Can you fix that? <laughs> I don't want to ask, but help me. Yeah. I love it. It's interesting to talk about you guys. Like, obviously, there's so much humor because y'all are funny wow but there's like deep love you were willing to take a risk you trusted your gut which was hard after we'd been raised as young adults in a place that told us every single one of our gut instincts was wrong poor choices oh boy and the way that you open the book is something that i love i talked about it when i posted about it this idea that you can create your own inheritance. And that an inheritance doesn't mean like how much money is in your bank account that you're gonna leave for your family to fight over, unless you're good at paperwork. I'm spending it all. There will be nothing left for you. Uh, <laughs> but like this, this inheritance of magic, that you can make tradition yeah. if you didn't have it. That, because let's be real, most people don't have a perfect family or, you know, a leave it to beaver life or the Brady Bunch. Like most people have stuff they have to carry with them and eventually go to therapy for. Mm-hmm. And I love this idea that you've been really conscious in your family about what you want to create to fill the gaps of what you weren't given and what you want to make just because it's fun. Yeah. I just want you to talk to people about it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I read a book called Italian Folk Magic. Mm. Oh. Tell me about it. Are you a little Italian? Mm, Just a wee. Okay. Mostly. Um, Fantastic book. Mary Grace Faroon is a, a Canadian writer, but she comes from a long line of Italian women who would never say that they were practicing magic because they're deeply Catholic, but... Mm. They're practicing magic. Um, And so she did this whole book about this hereditary magic that was generations deep and so ingrained in the culture. And I I struck up a friendship with her, just like being a fangirl on social media. And I was like, what you have is magic. Mm. Like, 
I love that you have this bond with your aunts and with grandmothers and things like that. I'm very mm -hmm. jealous of that because it doesn't exist in my family. You know, like my mom's side is like full Dutch. I, guys, I have no idea what that means. Like, I, if there is someone that is Dutch that wants to walk me through my hereditary magic, my birthright, I would very much appreciate that. Um, I just know I sunburn. Uh, <laughs> and so then my dad's side had this like Appalachian magic, but it was incredibly taboo. We did not ask about it mm. and you know, my grandmother died and no one told me for like eight years. And so by the time I found out she was dead, I was like, oh no, I'm never gonna learn that side of my family. Um, and for my kids, I had the choice whether I was going to let them have this void, this vacancy of hereditary magic or just an inheritance of culture you know, Jeffrey, at our last, at the book stop that Jeffrey and I did, we joked, but when he was growing up, his dad told him that he was Greek and Hawaiian, and he believed it forever, and he is not. Oh, either. no. He's Welsh. And Jeff. I know, I know, oh. he really thought, like, he thought they changed their name at Ellis Island. <laughs> so he and I were like, well, God, we don't have any cultural stuff to hand down to our kids, what are we going to dig for and what are we going to find ourselves? So I knew a little bit about this kind of magic that my grandmother and my dad's side of the family practiced and so I dug into that and that's like granny magic of the Appalachian Mountains and powwow mm -hmm. magic of the Pennsylvania Dutch and that felt like home to me because mm -hmm. it is one of the only... Um, the only situations I can find, especially in the United States, where women were not vilified for being practitioners of magic or magical thinking or magical mm -hmm. healing. They were the heroes of their community um, and they were protected at all costs. So I loved that. I like, love that. Like, great. I love that I have that to look to and be like, oh, women weren't picked on in this situation. Mm -hmm. That's what I want my daughter to have. Mm -hmm. um, but then... Yeah, I, I also wanted my kids to have holidays that were just specific to the Morgan family. And so Jeff and I have always celebrated Timmy Nolan Day, which is a bar <laughs> here. Mm -hmm. And where is it? Is it in Toluca Lake or Burbank? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the bar where we met. And so May 8th is Timmy Nolan Day. And we decorate like it's St. Patrick's Day and get Guinness. And that's like our thing. And our kids don't know that that's not a national holiday. <laughs> right? Like, they're going to meet people later in life and be like, you guys aren't doing Timmy Nolan today. I can't wait. All right, do you. But, like, actually, what better holiday is there for kids than the one that is the reason you exist? Exactly. Like, I mean, he legit cool. that night was like, hey, let's start a family. And I was like, stop. And you're like, oh, my God. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Fine, yeah, so Timmy Nolan Day, guys. You want this. Um, I, yeah, I think it's really important for people to celebrate their own personal holidays and celebrate mm -hmm. a personal mythology um, that they invent for themselves if it doesn't already exist. Mm -hmm. Like, we talk at length on the podcast about the early 2000s where the meanest thing <sighs> anyone could call you is a poser. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
And there's this sense in our generation of like, oh, you're making that up. You're a poser. You haven't, you don't come from a long line of witches. And it's like, fine, then I come from the first line of witches. And that's cooler and more work anyway. Um, I don't want people to feel like they are beholden to the things that have come before them. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to have the opportunity to invent who they want to be and what they want to pass down. And that includes your own personal mythology. Mm. I'm just going to make some shit up. I talked to Alice Hoffman about this. She and I both used to go into thrift stores and just buy old pictures of strangers. Right? I do this too. And make up stories. <laughs> I have them all over the corkboards in yeah. my office and people come over and they're like, who is that? I'm like, I don't know. That's, it's <laughs> Aunt Agatha. Does he look cool? Yes, yes. No, I mean, when I lived in Wilmington, my whole house was decorated with other people's relatives and I would just pick up stories. <laughs> By the way, the best, because we like old things. Yes, we do. You guys. We have antiqued and treasure hunted and thrifted mm -hmm. and like wound up in people's barns that are having yard sales everywhere. Or not having yard sales. Or just like, yeah. hi, we're friendly. <laughs> we're not super scary. We're harmless. The best place I've ever found that we're gonna have to go make a movie in Toronto just so I can take you there. Oh. And out, don't put this on the internet, I'm serious. Don't this is just for everyone it. in this room. I need you to like, to energetically pinky promise me because I don't give out like my tips very often, but an hour and a you half. You know this is a freaking virtual show. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I've started it, so I can't. We're gonna have to cut it out. No, I'm listen. Talk to post. No, you're gonna Easter egg it. Easter egg it. Just give them a hint, and if they can find it, then they earned it. Ooh, yeah, Swift this. Okay. I don't, I'm not a, okay. She's so good at it. I'm not good at an Easter egg. I'm just good at honesty. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just tell you, the man who, owns, who runs the shop is 80. He's lovely. He'll be thrilled if everyone shows up. The best place I've ever found to go thrifting <laughs> is an hour outside of Toronto, and it's literally called Dead People's Stuff. Stop! Oh. I have a hat. It's amazing. Yeah. Internet, you're welcome. Oh, man. To the friends I told I would never share that. I'm so sorry. Listen, we're going to road trip. You know, we'll go. Okay. How far is, is Toronto from the farm? Freaking not far. Okay, great. I'm ready. I love a road trip. Yeah. I'll make a playlist. I'll pack snacks. <laughs> she will, though. She'll come with a whole fucking, like, fishing I never box. go anywhere without snacks, yeah. just in case there's a situation. Mm -hmm. I was a camp counselor. I have to keep other people's children alive. <laughs> my job um this is probably why your daughter's my best friend yeah dude george george thinks that sophia is sophia the first from the cartoon she just thinks like she's grown up right and she's like well i know sophia and the other kids at school are like do you she does mm -hmm. yeah i love it I, I really love it she sent me a letter recently with little dolls in it and i was like I will hoard this. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I You're will gonna put it. that in your grimoire. Yeah, like I keep all of it. Yeah, she made you presents. Oh, kills me. We'll be back in just a minute after a few words from our favorite sponsors. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. 
You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. page about the box in the hallway with all the letters in it. See, I told you. Oh. It's roulette. I can't promise that it's going to go in a good... <gasps> this one. Okay. That it's going to go in a good order. So, I loved this so much that you talk about learning a lesson that you have to open up if you want to deepen your interactions with people. Yeah. And that you started to get the kind of 
mentorship, mothering from Wendy Bell and some of the other women at work who took care of us, when you opened up and said, hi. Yeah. How? I know because so many people talk to us online and we get such great feedback from so many of you, not only about the job we won't discuss because we're on strike, but also from from our podcast. And I think such a universal thing that we all go through, that we still go through, that so many of of the people in our community go through is a very natural fear of being vulnerable, putting yourself out there. Like, how do I admit what I want? How, How do I go after more than what I'm offered, but really what I desire. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I say I I want to be your friend? Yeah, what a weird thing to say. No, it's so uncomfortable. Do you want to be friends? Do you want to be friends? (laughs) Guys. Like, how... You talk about how magical it is when you open up. Yeah. But how do you do it? Yeah, it's risky, man. Mm. It's risky. And there was recently a young a young woman who came to an event in New York and she asked, she was like, I don't have any friends that like the same things as me, right? Like I want to get into more of this spiritual talk. I want to sit around and like have girlfriends that want to discuss this stuff. I want to learn this from people, but I'm in college and like my friends just want to talk about boys or, you know, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, God, that, that really struck me because I remember us being that age right? And people Mm -hmm. had all these preconceived notions of who you were Mm -hmm. and who I was. And there was not a lot of room for us to explore, even though we were so young, Mm -hmm. like, like we should still be exploring at our age right now, but like at 20, come on now. Um, and so putting yourself out there is so much easier now than it was when we were kids. Cause there's this magic thing called the internet, social media, Allows you to put in hashtag witches. And like, (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean? And like find some people. Um, And I I think that that's a really easy, nice first step is to Mm. practice vulnerability with like strangers, like anonymous creatures on the internet. And I certainly do that. I mean, when I've reached out to Alice Hoffman or Mm -hmm. Angela Slatter or any of these authors that I've talked about, and I'm just fangirling and I'm like, hey, this thing that you said really um, resonated with me. I would love to know more. Tell me what else to read. Um, I've certainly struck up plenty of, of conversations with people that way and also created community that way. Yeah. And once you do that a couple times, it makes it so much easier to do it in real life. Um, but I also think it's really important to meet people where they are. Right. And so if there's something you're wanting to cultivate, whether that is like a spiritual community or friendships of any kind, opening yourself up and putting yourself on that person's turf mm-hmm. is important. Um, it is a, a show of support. Um, and it's really easy to always, I don't know, be like, do you want to come to my house? Do you want to do this on my terms? And you experience so much more when you accept other people's terms and it will push your boundaries and it will push, you know, your ideas. But I have learned so much from showing up on your turf because it is very different from mine. You know, you have been very good in my life at pushing me outside of my comfort zone and how much richer is my life because of that, you know? And so, yeah, I think that those situations 
what's the worst that could happen, mm. right? Like you tell someone like, hey, I want to know more about you. I want to know more about this. And they say no. They're not the person you wanted to hang with anyway, mm -hmm. you know? I also think that the people who are supposed to be in your world will give you encouraging signs. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes it's right in front of your face. Sometimes it's like the moms at PTA that are always there. And you wouldn't think like, hey, we're going to connect and get along. And then all of a sudden, you're doing shots after, <laughs> after the fundraiser, you know? Um, sometimes it's right in front of your face. And so you are responsible for opening yourself up to signs from other people. You are mm. responsible for looking up and for looking around and seeing maybe, you know, you might be so focused on who you want to engage with. Pay attention to who wants to engage with you. Mm. You know, let yourself be pursued. Um, I, I would say that of my friendships, the women who pursued me, are still my friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you pursued me. Elizabeth pursued Elizabeth put me in a chokehold down in Louisiana and was like, we're going to dinner. And I was like, yes, we are. I like this. <laughs> you know, I, I think, but I would have shut that down because I was so insecure. And mm -hmm. I was raised told that women weren't your friends. Don't mm -hmm. trust women. Don't trust women. Don't trust women. And so in my early 20s, it was women like you guys that were like, no, we're friends. And I was like, are you sure? Really? Yeah. yeah. No, you set, yeah. you set the tone. But I think there's something also kind of magical in what you're saying is that you can trust that your people, like all of us, like the community that we built that started 20 years ago, yeah. the people that are really meant to be in your life will come around con pretty consistently until you look up. Yeah. Because timing kind of is everything. Oh, sure. And so I think one of the things we hear from a lot of people in our extended community is that fear that they're going to miss it, mm -hmm. that maybe it's too late. And the, the book really is, it's about magic and it's about mischief, but it's also about holding on to your hope because yeah. you get to make it. And it's such a great reminder. Like, let the anxiety about maybe I'm going to miss it go. Because what's meant for you will find you if you just if you chill. make your book. Dude, yeah. I, I really believe firmly that the calmer you are, uh, and that's hard. It's hard for me to be calm. Oh, for people like us to be calm yeah. is hard and weird. It's, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought that <laughs> at all. The first week of July just made us anxious little humans. Um, and, and I think when we first started becoming friends, we had a lot of the same anxieties, mm -hmm. which made us like magnets, but the sides that won't meet up. We were like, you know? oh, oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't be both afraid of the same thing at the same time. And well, when you don't have the language to communicate it yet. Yeah. And so I, especially for women who are conditioned to think that there is a level of competition or not even competition, but just that there's only room for a couple of us. I really encourage women to bleed all over the dance floor. Like just share your feelings, tell everybody what you're thinking all the time, tell them what you're feeling all the time. 
and the right people will be attracted to that. Mm -hmm. um, people who are willing to share just as much mm -hmm. will be attracted to that. And then people who are shut down aren't the people that you want in your circle anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just share, mm -hmm. share, 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 share. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like writing what another woman has taught you in your grimoire is, that's like a blood oath. Women used to die for that, mm -hmm. right? If you learned from Helga how to use a plant to, you know, cure a fever, and you wrote Helga's recipe in your book, not only would you get burned for being a witch, but Helga would get burned too. And mm -hmm. so that act of solidarity of writing another woman's impact on your grimoire is incredibly important, but it's, you know, it's a sacred thing. Mm. Well, and it's a, it's an energetic action in our modern day to remind the world around us that there is space for us. Yeah. Like the greatest lie that a patriarchal society ever told us was that we weren't the most powerful ones in the room. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. They're like, women talking is gossip. You guys should not hang out, because if you do, you'll realize we're all idiots, and we yeah. don't know what we're doing, <laughs> and you'll take over. Dang. And we're like, yeah. Dang. This time. Yeah. No, we figured out the secret. <laughs> we were like, hold on. If we go over there, we all go there. Mm -hmm. It's fun there and not here at all. And that's what we've experienced working together because mm -hmm. it has been so unproblematic <laughs> and so peaceful and so just fun and also productive as hell. Yeah. And like, that's such a nice feeling to know that for all the years that I was told it was me and all the years you were told that you were the problem, to eliminate everything else and be like, oh no. We actually were the ones like getting stuff done and mm -hmm. like being sweet about it and making it fun. And, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, that realization, I hope more women come to at a younger age. Me too. You know, I feel like the generation above us is like, oh, we didn't get there till a little bit later, till we were empty nesters, mm -hmm. you know? We're not that. We're figuring it out a little bit earlier and the mm -hmm. next crop of ladies will figure it out a little bit earlier. And then you guys are in trouble. <laughs> All five of you here. How many boys are here? <laughs> it's okay. You're safe. Everyone is welcome here. I see you. And now a word from our sponsors that I really enjoy, and I think you will too. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's JoJo Siwa, host of the new podcast, JoJo Siwa Now. It's time to get real up close and personal. I'm going to be talking to you like I'm writing in a journal. You're going to get all of the tea and all of the scoop. I'm also going to be talking to my friends, to people I admire, to people that are trending right now. So you're going to get like JoJo Siwa Now and like now what's going on in the world. It's going to be great and I really hope you like it. You can listen to JoJo Siwa Now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi to both of you. Um, how did you realize that you needed to slow things down? Mm. Uh, I started losing my hair. <laughs> yeah, when I, um, when I don't sleep uh-huh. or I wake up with like tooth pain because I've clearly been grinding my teeth, I'm like, I need to, something needs to be different. Yeah, we both had TMJ when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Remember when we would just have lockjaw oh. in the morning? Um, and then have to do scenes together where it was like, oh, crying. Um, yeah, your body will tell you. Mm-hmm. And women are conditioned to work through the pain and, you know, suck it up. And I think it's very important that women honor their bodies and mm-hmm. understand that our body is the barometer for everything in our life. 
And so if it's gone sideways, it's time to make some conscious decisions to do things differently. And not every woman is in, in, in the privileged position of being able to make those changes. And so if you are, you have to make yourself healthy and make yourself right so that you can help another woman who maybe doesn't have the same tools that you have. Um, but yeah, dude, you'll start when you start breaking out and losing your hair and just everything's gross and you don't feel hot, getting slow helps you get hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hello, how's it going? We're great. I, wa I watched you guys for years. Thank you for doing this tonight. Oh, thanks. Uh, but my question was, is there going to be a companion to this, like a spell book or a cookbook or anything? Oh! Wow. <laughs> I mean, per my contract, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Harper One. Um, yeah, no, I feel very lucky that my publisher has been really open-minded about all the things, you know? When I took the Rural Diaries, it was supposed to just be a book about, like, funny farm stories, and then I wrote a book about infertility. And they were like, that's cool. And then when I brought them this, I was like, I'm gonna write a fun little spell book. And then all my friends died, and I was like, never mind, I'm writing a story about loss and keeping your, your head on through all of that, which is the real magic of life. Like, how do you deal with tragedy and not absolutely lose your mind? And that's what magic is. Um, and so they were wonderful about letting me really pivot this book, uh, because what I was living was very different from the pitch document that I turned into them. And so in terms of building out on Grimoire Girl, they're very supportive of that. And I think that seeing the feedback from people who have read it also means a lot to them. You know, when they invest in me as an artist, seeing that feedback is really important because they know that people's lives are being changed because they are softening and they're opening up and coming out of a pandemic where everything was a hellscape, we're all trying to collectively make things nice, mm -hmm. you know? It's why you see little girls sharing friendship bracelets and it means so much, mm -hmm. you know? That making things nice is a valuable effort and mm -hmm. we wanna be a part of that. Yeah. That's been important to us since we were little. Hi. Hi. Hi, right here. Oh, My hi. name is also Sophia. I'm a very, very massive fan, hi. so hello. Um, my question is, have you ever, or what do you do when you ever feel disconnected from the universe and from the magic that you feel? Or what advice do you have to people who are struggling to get connected to the universe and the magic in the world? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, ritual is so important. Um, I, get, I get frustrated. I grew up in a house where like, losing your temper was pretty normal, um, and I didn't... I didn't necessarily want to keep being that person. I mean, Sophia can tell you, I'm a hothead. I was a hothead. She used to be so scary. <laughs> uh, and I don't, I don't want to be that. I want to be cool. Um, and so instead, uh, I really like candle ritual. And mm -hmm. it's not lost on me that there's a lot of candle ritual and ceremony, also an organized religion. You know, if you go to Catholic church, you can go and light a candle for somebody. Um, if you have little altars at home, you know, lots of world religions use candles as just a way to meditate. And for me, it's been really helpful to have tan that tangible thing where I can watch the candle burn down. 
I can, I can see this transformation that's happening and feel a shift in my own energy. Um, it's a timed meditation, really. It's the same as like if I had a little you know, glass timer. Um, and I also think that there are things you can do to add to it. Like I write about in the book, for me, um, there's a practice where you can use a pin and you put a pin in the candle as you're manifesting whatever it is you're hoping for. And it's almost like a, like a one of those magic eight balls mm -hmm. where if the pin drops, if the candle burns down and the pin drops, it means that your manifestation is going to happen. But if for whatever reason, like the flame goes out or the wax melts in a weird way and the pin gets stuck, it's like, baby, it's time to pivot. Um, so for me, I really like that physical thing because mm -hmm. even as I'm bebopping around the kitchen and that candle's burning, I constantly check in with it and it allows me to put a timer on my own emotion, whether that's frustration or grief or anger or any tough, tough emotion that I'm dealing with. It's just a timer on it. Mm -hmm. um, and it also really freaks my husband out when he comes in the kitchen and there's just candles lit. And he tries to figure out by the color of the candle what exactly I'm trying to do. <laughs> Sometimes that's enough. Feel me? Um, yeah, it feels cleansing. Mm. And then I'm also the lady with incense sticks around my house. Mm -hmm. Hi, uh, my name's Gina. I just wanna say thank you first. And about being vulnerable, my question's coming really quick, but I made a friend yesterday and I brought her here today. Oh, and we were vulnerable great. yesterday oh. for four hours. I just wanted to shout out you Yay, guys for saying new that. Friend. So, Man, that's awesome. I appreciate it. But I wanted to ask really quick, if what is the first thing that you do when you realize that you are not being kind to yourself? Like you're being hard on yourself. Is there something that you say or do to bring you back? Oof. Um, yeah, I can get very frustrated with myself. Um, I, I write in the book about writing your own eulogy, right? And what that is for me is a running tab of all the things that I've accomplished, and they're not necessarily professional, um, but all the things that I've accomplished that felt like a crazy story, like the kind of story that I want told at my funeral. And in, I've been doing it for 20 years. And in writing my own eulogy and keeping this list of just like rando stuff that I thought was either hilarious or really daring or fulfilling, um, that is probably the thing that I use most in this book. I come back to it over and over and over again and I can be like, all right, well, I totally screwed this up. Like there'll be nights where my family has all different dietary needs. There'll be nights where I lose across the board, where I just screw the pooch. And I'll get so frustrated. And then I'll remember that, like, I danced on a tabletop in Paris with a snake around my neck. Like, <laughs> I don't care about dinner. <laughs> you know? And, and so maintaining that sense of humor is important. Mm -hmm. And having a tool to go back on is incredibly helpful because we don't have perfect recall when we are in the depths of frustration or despair, we're not reliable reporters. So that's why having things written down is really important um, because this becomes your reliable reporter. Mm. Uh, you get to write in it during your high moments 
so that when you are low, you have this cheerleader that's you, mm-hmm. right? And who better to cheer you on than yourself? <laughs> I want everyone to be just a little bit of a narcissist. <laughs> Healthy ego. The fun parts. Yeah. Not the toxins. But what you're also talking about is like a rebalancing of the seesaw. Yeah. Because when you're, when you're like in the thick of it, you just think like, I'm terrible. Yeah. Everything's bad. And one of the women who really mothered us in Wilmington, Jojo. Yeah. She was our hairdresser. She was our older sister. She was just the best woman. I remember having She's the woman that taught us to walk around with paper cups. She sure did. We were like, okay, assignment, understood. Mm -hmm. But Jojo, I remember one day when, you know, we were in the trailer in the morning and talking about life and I was like him and Han telling, venting about just every mistake I'd made and why everything was going wrong. And Jojo spun me around in the hair chair and grabbed me by the shoulders and said, you watch your mouth, you're talking about my best friend like that. And I went, oh. Because I would never, clearly, like I would never allow a person to talk about you the way I was talking about myself. And I would would think that's true for all of us. She really wouldn't. She would destroy them on the internet. I've done it. (laughs) And I'll do it again. Many times. Mm. <laughs> Proudly. Come for me, I dare you. But like, I, I also think that as you lean into a practice like this, like the kind of lessons that Hill is giving us to you know, create these years and decades of a life that you can pick up and read through, like a week in, you might be like, I don't know, my list is pretty short. But a really good way to come back into your body is to be like, would I let anyone talk about my best friend like this? If, if I were my best friend, how would I talk about her? How would I demand other people acknowledge her and respect her? And I think that that's a really healthy thing to begin to learn. Because I'm like, ooh, I am the first person who's like out with a flamethrower in a four-wheel drive yeah. if she's in trouble. <laughs> and if I'm at home, I'm like, I just, I don't know. I deserve and it. You, you, you have to like bring your ride or die self for you also. Mm-hmm. We talk about that in the book. Like I talk about like writing love poems to yourself mm-hmm. and just making a list of like all the things that are good about you. <laughs> Especially as women, we're, we're conditioned to have kind of this Midwestern sensibility of, oh, don't pay me that compliment. I got it for free. It was in a box, you know? <laughs> like don't do that. Like build yourself up. Uh, you deserve it, and we're not of the generation anymore where we have to be passive, you know? Be bold. And then the right people will come along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your new friend. Hi, new friend. Yeah. Hello. Um, my question is, um, looking back over like the last 10 or 20 years, was there ever something that you feel like you didn't have the insight or the, like, integration like shadow self light self to put in a grimoire but now you feel like you do and if so what do you feel like got you there if that makes sense yeah oh wow um i would have never been bold enough to say i'm putting out a grimoire like i did not come from a background where exploring this kind of thing was cool um or acceptable or safe you know i'm i'm a church girl and finding the duality 
in that was a really difficult journey for me because I was like, well, witchcraft is the devil's work, right? Oh, God. Um, had I given myself permission to be curious about it as a young person, I would have learned how wrong I was um, and not wasted so much time. But so often, like magic and witchcraft and all of this like vilification of women, it described witchcraft as women with the absence of God, right? With the absence of spirituality. And what I've found in all of the research that I've done is that it is the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. When you are the kind of person who honors nature, when you are the kind of person that finds spirituality and divinity in everything, you are so much closer to God than someone that sits in church for an hour once a week. And the women who I have encountered in the witch community are so divine and giving of themselves and curious because they're not just exploring like pagan practices, but they're also exploring Buddhist practices. And Mary Magdalene and her book of the Bible and Christianity in its truest form. And so in this book, I go into religious talk often um, because it is my upbringing. And certainly in the Appalachian community and the Catholic community, there is so much faith in magical practices that it is no longer the division of women and spirituality to me. It is the deep tissue that connects our humanity. You know, women who are in practice of witchcraft are the ones who are calling for peace. They are the ones who are calling for love. They are the ones who are calling for connection between people. And so, yeah, I wish I'd known that sooner. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was told at a young age that curiosity was sinful, and it is the exact opposite. It's a divine gift that humans have curiosity. And so if we don't employ that, we're spurning a gift that is, mm -hmm. you know, a cherished thing. Yeah, I mean, we ask way too many questions. <laughs> but we're just exercising our gifts. Hey. My name is Victoria. Um, early in your book, you mentioned um, inserting yourself into families and curating your own traditions along the way. So I was wondering what your favorite tradition so far in your life has been that you've been able to share with your kids that younger Hillary would be thrilled to see you being able to live out. Yeah, I, I mean, I was always so drawn to other cultures. I, I was very, very lucky that as a young person, I grew up by Dulles Airport, which is an international airport. And it, you know, who knows Dulles? Okay. <laughs> hey now, Loudoun County. Um, and what that meant was that my high school had kids from Africa and kids from the Middle East and kids from Europe and you know, kids from all over the world. And I took it for granted, you know? I was like, oh, okay, everybody has that experience. And that's not true. Uh, and so for me, you know, my best friend in the Hudson Valley, I've got a really good group of girlfriends there. One of my best friends is Cher Kemp, Kemp, um, who was on Friday Night In with the Morgans, and I write about her at length in this book, and she comes from a really fabulous family, and they're from Iran. And so my children have grown up in her home. My son is best friends with her sons, my daughter is best friends with her daughter, and my children love Iranian culture, they love the food, they love 
the happy birthday song they sing is so much cooler than ours, guys. <laughs> they love that when they go to Uncle Uncle's house, they get money for whatever reason. Like, there's just like, and they eat rice with a spoon, you know? Like, there's just cultural stuff that they're growing up with that would only happen if I was, I was encouraging them to open up to other people. And so I do think that that's part of the coven, right? Your, your coven should be a collection of people that each bring different things to the table. If you're all kitchen witches, it gets competitive, right? <laughs> you want a crystal friend. You want, Shara Game's the evil eye friend. She's the one who hands out bracelets on the regular, you know? Like, everyone's got their little niche thing and you mm -hmm. want your coven to encompass lots of different skill sets and so, yeah, encouraging my kids to reach out and make those kinds of friendships is important, but we can't tell them, we have to show them, you know? You have to do it yourself, because mm -hmm. um, kids will call bullshit on you quicker than anyone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you guys. I mean, yeah, well, look. I feel incredibly fortunate that my ride or die, my sister, could be with me here tonight, because this is a person who I've gotten to make magic with in the past, and that I'm, oh baby, I'm so Don't excited. Do it. <laughs> I'm excited to make magic with you in the future, and I, I see too. the next 20 years as like better. Ooh. We're just like doing more. Mm -hmm. More and more and more and more. And more. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for letting us be indulgent. And I hope that you write your grimoires and that you find your fellow witches and that you write their secrets on your pages and you take very good care of each other. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.